Hello, and thank you for joining us today. I'm Laura Evans, and you are listening to Hope for the Hurting. Our mission is simple. We want to provide hope and help to those who are hurting, lost, lonely, and in despair. My background is in broadcast and radio, and I'm joined by my dad, Dr. Irv Wolf, who, in addition to being a pastor for over 30 years, has a background in marriage and family therapy. Dr. Irv has authored two books. He's the director of Hopewell Counseling in Minnesota, where he and my mom counsel individuals and couples. And tonight is our 10th out of 11 episodes. So we're getting ready to wrap up this series on So What's the Difference? And it's a pretty heavy one tonight. So we want to make sure we're prayed up for this one. We're taking on witchcraft and Wicca, and we're looking at the main differences between biblical Christianity and Wicca. And you've probably noticed more and more talk about paganism and witchcraft. And there was even a, a huge conference called SatanCon. It's just getting more and more in your face and more and more bold. And so we feel like as ugly as a subject as this is, we need to take it on and we need to not be afraid of it. So I am going to open us up in prayer and then we're just going to share, share some truth with you, shine some light on the cockroaches. Dear Heavenly Father, I just, I thank you for an opportunity to speak to our listeners, to share truth. And this is a heavy topic, God, you know, the spiritual realm, you know, the dark forces that are out there that are wreaking havoc on our world right now and are becoming more and more bold and brazen and audacious. And God, I just pray that you would give us the wisdom to know how to handle this topic, what to say, what's appropriate, that we would shine the light and share wisdom and encouragement with our listeners to take a stand and not be afraid. Because even though we're no match for Satan, he's no match for you. And you've placed your Holy Spirit inside of us. So greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. I pray your protection over my dad as he shares what he's researched. And I just pray the blood of Jesus over this podcast and everyone that's listening. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we do tread carefully, low, but but fearlessly Mm -hmm. into the realm of darkness of the Mm -hmm. occult and we are, we are on the uh, offensive in this podcast. Uh, we are going on the offensive against the occult and specifically against uh, Wicca and witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus will protect us. Uh, so this podcast examines the difference between biblical Christianity and Wicca or witchcraft. Uh, Wicca is kind of the more sanitized name for witchcraft, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, because it's dealing with neo-paganism. Right. And uh, that we'll talk about, that's even a, it's now a tax-exempt status uh, religion, mm. uh, but we'll, we'll talk more about that. Uh, the Bible gives us exhortations about studying the darkness. Mm-hmm. One, it says, don't participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness. Instead, even expose them. Mm-hmm. For it's disgraceful even to speak mm. of the things which are done in secret. Mm. But all things become visible when they're exposed to the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. Mm-hmm. That's Ephesians 5, 11 to 13. Right. And that passage is telling you and me and all Christians, don't participate in the occult. Mm-hmm. Expose it with the light of scripture. Don't dabble in Ouija boards. Mm -hmm. Don't dabble in seances. Mm -hmm. Don't dabble in consulting with witches Mm -hmm. or any of that occult stuff. Don't do it. And you know, there's some things that even Christians dabble in that they think are harmless and, but they have occult origins. And I don't think a lot of Christians realize this, 
yoga has occult origins and um, the Enneagram. It's a popular personality test. It has occult origins. So we have to be vigilant. We have to do our research because you don't want to, unbeknownst to you, invite Satan into your home. Yeah. Well, Mom and me are members of the American Association of Christian Counselors. Mm -hmm. And we've been members for many years. Well, they're now promoting the Enneagram. Mm. And, and I think they're just ignorant. I think that they're oblivious to the occult origins mm -hmm. of the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. In any case, I, I get uh, emails, uh, probably at least one a week, about to come and participate in this Enneagram training. They need to do their research on that. In any case, there's another passage besides that one in Ephesians. And this one tells Christians our struggle is not against flesh and blood, mm -hmm. but against the world forces of darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Mm -hmm. That's Ephesians 6, 12. Right. And it also tells us that Satan appears, catch this low, as an angel of light. Mm -hmm. And those who serve him as servants of righteousness. Sure. Is it any wonder that there are preachers mm -hmm. masquerading and they're really they're really servants of Satan who are masquerading as preachers? Right. Because he sh if he showed up with horns and a pitchfork, no one would follow him. No one would do his agenda. But yep. when it comes across as very subtle and cunning and appealing to you at, at, in your weakest points, he knows what your Achilles heel is. He knows what appeals to you. Yep. Well, Satan is a liar. He's a deceiver. He loves the darkness because it hides his wicked deeds. It allows him to operate in secret. And that's a big thing mm -hmm. within the occult is everything needs to be done in secret. That's why you can never get a really clear number of how many people are involved in witchcraft mm -hmm. and the occult mm -hmm. because they do all of it in secret. They mm -hmm. do all of it in darkness. And they don't want you to know how many there are. Mm -mm. So we just guess, right. you know, as to how many we think there are. Uh, Christians are to bring everything into the light. We're to expose the deeds of darkness. And in this podcast, you and I will be discussing both Wicca and ultimately its root source, which is Satanism. Mm -hmm. And you know what I find interesting, and I was discussing it with my husband, is that we're seeing more and more stories about paganism and satanism and they want their rights and they want to put their behalf of it at the uh, the court hall or or government buildings whatever and they're pushing their agenda and they're pushing their rights and there's satan con and there's it's becoming more bold and in your face and the things that used to be happening in the middle at middle of the night when the rest of us were sleeping are now out in broad daylight which i think just points to how it's we're so close to Christ's return. Yeah, and and they in a sense inoculated the the the, the culture and the society against anything dark. Uh, they it's been inoculated, so it doesn't seem too bad. It doesn't seem it seems pretty harmless. So now you got all these TV shows. We'll talk about that in a minute. Mm. But oh, you yeah. got a lot of media that are now they're they're now focused on witchcraft, on demons, on demon possession, mm -hmm. on Satan, Satanism. We'll talk about all of that. Right. You can't turn on Netflix without seeing something from the occult or demonic. Yes. Yep. You're absolutely right. Well, Wicca goes by several names. It goes by the old religion, magic with a K, 
the craft, the mysteries. It's all part of a movement called neo-paganism. Neo, neo meaning new. And paganism means any practice other than Judaism, Islam, especially Christianity, with spiritual beliefs and practices that come out of ancient polytheistic religions. Mm -hmm. That's what Webster says it is. Wicca seeks to distinguish itself from Satanism. Modern Wicca has its roots in the ancient occult religions, such as Druidism. Hmm. And I don't know much about the Druids. I just know that they were part and parcel to the establishment of uh, their religion in England. Mm. Uh, but Druidism uh, evidently had a cult, uh, ha has a cult origins. Mm. Uh, Wicca began officially under Gerald Gardner. He was a British archaeologist. He combined Southeast Asian occult practices and European witchcraft. Mm. Using Western magical texts, Gardner developed a new religion with worship of a mother goddess mm. as its focus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so witches and neo-pagans, uh, numbering about near as we can tell 400,000, but again, it's secret. Wicca is officially recognized in the United States as a legitimate religion. It's protected by law and it's given tax exempt status. Mm. When so, did that happen? When did that come about? Uh, not that long ago. Under back Biden? In the six, back in the 60s. No, back in the 60s. Mm. Hmm. Anyway, Satanism includes the following. Includes witches, male witches, or what they call warlocks, Satanists, shamans, voodoo. Mm. All of that is, is under Satanism. Mm -hmm. Witches meet together in covens, always at night, always under the cloak of darkness, Mm -hmm. They usually offer animal sacrifices, although it's been rumored they've offered child sacrifices yes. uh -huh. as part of their worship. Mm -hmm. Witchcraft has gained popularity among teens through programs such as Charmed or Sabrina the Teenage Witch or the old show Bewitched. Mm -hmm. I remember Salem. watching that as a kid. You yeah. just thought it was make-believe. It was yeah. real. Oh, yeah. Well, the popular 1987 film, The Witches of Eastwick, starred Jack Nicholson and Cher and Michelle Pfeiffer and Susan Sarandon. That glamorized witchcraft and the devil. Mm -hmm. um, it was very popular. Yeah. And uh, I don't think it won any awards at the Academy, but it was a very popular film back in the 80s. Yep. And there was a more recent one called The Craft. Um, I don't know how much, how long ago it came out, but. I saw um, a video of a girl who was very into the craft. It also glamorized witchcraft and she was kind of an outcast at school. And she decided that she wanted to become a witch because she saw it so glamorized in this movie. And she said it just destroyed her life and she came to know Christ, but it, it just about killed her trying to get out of it. Wow. Yeah. Let's let's move on and talk about the differences between biblical Christianity and Wicca. Mm -hmm. And and again, when I say Wicca, I'm also talking and including witchcraft uh, of all manner. So Wicca regards in, in the area of revelation, Wicca regards experience as more important than doctrine. So they would mm -hmm. say in witchcraft, each of us must reveal our own truth. Mm -hmm. You hear that a lot. So there's no truth outside of myself. I mean, mm -hmm. I. I am the source of truth. 
It's not an objective external reality. It's an internal force. Isn't that moral the, moral relativism? Moral relativism fits very nicely under that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Biblical Christianity believes God has spoken truth to us through his word, the Bible. It's inspired. It's inerrant. It's God breathed. It is the standard for all faith and practice. And so that's what we hang our hat on when it comes to revelation. Right. And it's constant, unchanging. Yep. Yep. And then let's talk about their differences between them and God. Mm -hmm. Wicca and the neo-pagans say that there is divinity of nature in all living things. In other words, God is in everything that's alive. Where have you heard that before, Laura? That's pantheism, isn't it? It is pantheism. And you hear it in Hinduism. Mm. Remember Hinduism? Mm -hmm. Cows are gods. Uh, mm -hmm. Birds are gods. Mm -hmm. uh, everything living is a god in Hinduism. Mm -hmm. And pantheism, pan means all. Everything is God. So rocks are God. Trees are God. Everything is God. Mm -hmm. And uh, essentially, that's kind of what Wicca is saying. Mm -hmm. They're saying there's divinity of nature in all living things. Well, biblical Christians believe in one true God who exists as a trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The earth and everything in it are his creation, but they're not God. Mm -hmm. he, is, he is independent of his creation, mm -hmm. and he's autonomous. Right. Uh, he doesn't need his creation to exist. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Well, thirdly, let's look at how they view Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That's one of these seminal things. Mm -hmm. Witches reject Jesus as God incarnate or creator of the universe. Now, listen to this, Lo. They say Jesus was a great white witch, and he knew the secret of the coven of 13, whatever that is. Mm, I don't, I don't know. know what that is. I don't want to know. No, I don't either. Christians believe Jesus was nothing less than Emmanuel, God with us. He is the very son of God. Mm -hmm. So that's who we would say he is. Right. But not only that, they also mock Jesus. They mock him same way they did when he was on, on the cross. Well, regarding humanity, uh, witches believe in their own divinity. And that they're saying is thou art goddess, thou art God. Mm. Christians believe we are created in the image of God, but we're not God. We're sinners. Mm -hmm. who need forgiveness and salvation. Mm -hmm. And though we live forever in heaven or hell, we are not gods. Mm -hmm. They also have a saying called, do what thou wilt, which basically do whatever you want. Yeah, but, do, your, do as you please. Right, there's no one you need to answer to. You answer to yourself. Yep. Well, again, just kind of like Hinduism, let's talk about reincarnation. Most witches believe in reincarnation. Mm. but not the Eastern or Hindu version of it, mm -hmm. which reincarnation is seen as something positive that advances the soul into the Godhead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Bible is very clear that it's appointed unto men once to die and after that, the judgment, mm -hmm. says Hebrews 9.27. There is no second chance. Mm -hmm. One of the little sayings I learned when I was a new believer is only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Amen. You only get one life. Right, right. There's no second chances. You're not going to be reincarnated into something else or someone else. 
Anyway, then let's talk about sex. In addition to the worship of the goddess, witches also worship the horned god Pan, mm. who is the god of sex. Sex is to be enjoyed without any moral guilt. Mm. So it's sex with anybody, with anything. Mm. It doesn't matter. Mm. Uh, it's to be enjoyed as being one, as a, a fruit of pleasure. That's what mm. they would Heed call Hedonist. It. Yeah, they're hedonists. Mm -hmm. Biblical Christians believe sex is God's gift to heterosexual marriage for both pleasure and procreation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's a pleasure element to it. But its primary purpose was to populate the earth. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it was pleasurable to do that made humans want to do it. Mm -hmm. So right. that's where we are. Regarding magic, uh, Wiccans or witchcraft, which is hold to a magical worldview in which they can invoke irresistible spirits, incantations, and curses. Mm -hmm. Magic is the craft of witchcraft. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says magic is condemned. So is witchcraft, Deuteronomy 18 mm -hmm. and Isaiah 8. Both of them indicate witchcraft is condemned. It's it's a sin punishable by death. Mm. It's Go a mortal ahead. sin. Yeah. So since, you know, we talk about the armor of God and we actually went through that series and maybe that'd be a good series to rerun. Uh, coming off of these heavier topics. But um, when we studied that, we know that the sword of the spirit is the only offensive weapon we have against the enemy. So if you're going to fight Satan, if you feel like you're being oppressed or there's some kind of a darkness or heaviness in the room you're in or with a person that you're talking to, quote scripture, that is the only offensive weapon that you have. And so with that, I would like to read those passages that you just quoted, dad. So uh, Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 13 says, when you come into the land, which the Lord, your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you. Anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire, which is um, referring to how they would do child sacrifice or one who practices witchcraft or a soothsayer or one who interprets omens or a sorcerer or one who conjures spells or a medium or a spiritist or one who calls up the dead for all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord, your God drives them out from before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord, your God for these nations, which you will dispossess, listen to soothsayers and diviners. But as for you, the Lord, your God has not appointed such for you. Did you say Isaiah eight nineteen as well? Yes. Eight nineteen as well. And when they say to you, seek those who are mediums and wizards who whisper and mutter, should not a people seek their God? Should they seek the dead on behalf of the living to the law and to the testimony? If they do not speak according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Well, let's talk about salvation. Mm -hmm. Witches believe we can open new eyes and see that there is nothing to be saved from. Hmm. So, no struggle of life against the universe, no God outside the world to be feared and obeyed. So mm -hmm. they reject all knowledge or all understanding of uh, the Christian view of God. Mm. Christians respond, we are sinners in thought, word, and deed. We desperately need a Savior who will save us from the penalty of our sins, which is death. Because the Bible says in Ezekiel 18, 4, the soul that sins shall surely die. Mm, amen. And if we 
take God at his word, we know that our time here on earth is but a vapor compared to eternity. But if Satan can get people to believe that this earth is all this is, then he can steal their souls. Yeah. And he can yeah. forever separate them from God, which is his ultimate mission. Yep. Well, let me conclude this and then you and I can dialogue more if you like. But witchcraft, witch, witchcraft promises followers love, money, health, protection, wisdom. Uh, the devil is in subtle and not so subtle ways the God of Wicca. Mm -hmm. It is he to whom they pray, whether they know it or not. It is he that they worship, know it or not. Mm -hmm. And then finally, the occult has made great inroads among teenagers. We talked mm -hmm. about the movies that they watch mm -hmm. and even the songs that they listen to, the rap mm -hmm. music that they listen to. But they also include goth or gothic, the goth movement in which kids dress in black and dye their hair black and wear black mascara and black makeup. Mm -hmm. Where's all that coming from? Mm. Well, again, that's coming from the dark side. Mm -hmm. And they also are big on vampirism. Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's drinking blood or whether it's taking of blood, mm. uh, they're big on vampirism. Mm -hmm. So all of that is how the occult is making inroads among our children. And wow. that's frightening. Right. And, you know, we've, we've covered a lot of ground in this series. We've covered um, Roman Catholicism, Judaism, Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, Jehovah's Witness, Mormonism, postmodernism, evolutionism, and Wicca. And aside from Judaism, the one thing all of these have in common is if you're not worshiping the God of the Bible, you're worshiping Satan. I don't care what you package it as. I don't care what you call it. Satan's behind it. If it yes. pulls you away from Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life, it's not of God. It's of Satan. There's there's two options, right? So you can you can choose Christ. You can choose the one who paid for your sins and paid the debt that you would otherwise have to pay. Because my husband and I are studying Revelation. It's going to happen. The wrath of God is being held back for this season. So don't delay in giving your heart to him because there is a day of reckoning coming. And you can either trust the Messiah. You can throw yourselves into the loving arms of Jesus who already paid that sin debt for you. You can throw yourself into his arms and give your life to him and repent. You are, we're all sinners. We're all born fallen. Jesus paid that debt for you. You can throw yourselves into his loving arms by giving your life to him, or you can fall into the hands of an angry God. And that to me is terrifying. And it talks about that in Revelations, that those who have rejected Christ, who God sent to pay for your sins, will face a very angry and righteous God. So those are your, and if you choose to not make that decision today, you're choosing the latter. By default, we each have to make that decision. So I would encourage you, you don't know, we're not promised tomorrow. We're not even promised another minute. So I would encourage you to make that decision today. And it is so, oh, it's so heavy because this topic is so heavy. And the more that we see this in everywhere we turn, we know that Jesus return is just around the corner. So please, if you have 
gotten sucked into any of these things that we've talked about or believed this, or you know family or friends who have, please share this podcast. Let the light break into your heart. Let, let Jesus speak to you. If this is getting through to you in any way, or it's tugging at your heartstrings, that's the Holy Spirit wooing you away from the dark clutches of a Satanism, of witchcraft. And we just ask you to, to submit to the, to the Father who loves you. And you can do that through the ABCs of salvation. It is so simple. A is admit you are a sinner in need of a savior. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. B, believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. John 14.6 says, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And C, call upon his name. Romans 10.13, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. He loves you. God loves you so much. He knew you couldn't pay your own way to heaven. He knew you couldn't cover your sin debt. So he sent Jesus to do it for you. Please accept this beautiful, free, and infinitely priceless gift. And dad, will you walk us through that prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And we recognize this topic is pretty heavy. Mm. But again, we walk in the light as he himself is in the light. And we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Mm -hmm. There's nothing Satan can do to us. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have the, the power of the blood protecting us. Because they, it says in the book of Revelation, they were protected by the blood of the lamb and overcame him by the power of the word. And so we claim that same, uh, that same kind of protection and that same kind of victory. Mm-hmm. And if you're here and you're listening to this podcast, you know, you know that it's wrong Mm -hmm. to dabble in the occult. It's wrong to listen to witches. It's wrong to play Ouija board or to play tarot cards or to play any of those kinds of occult practices. Mm -hmm. You know it's wrong. Inside of you, there's a little voice Mm -hmm. that's telling you it's wrong. I want to urge you right now, pray this prayer with me. Invite Jesus, who is the Son of God, and he himself is the light of the world. Invite him to be your Savior. Dear Lord Jesus, I need you. I have I guess I've never really asked you, mm-hmm. but I'm asking you now. I need you. I'm a sinner. I'm lost. I know it. You know it. Most of my friends are lost. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm taking a bold stand by, mm-hmm. by recognizing I'm a sinner and that I need Jesus. I believe in him. Mm-hmm. I believe, just like Laura said, he came to pay the price for my sins and died on a cross, the penalty I should have to pay. And so now, Jesus, I'm asking you, come into my heart. I'm calling upon you. Save me. Save me, Jesus, from myself. Save me from these occult practices, cleanse me, give me a new life. And I pray that in Jesus name. Amen. He is madly in love with you. So if you prayed that prayer and you chose to give your life to Christ, we would love to celebrate with you. Please email us, share your story with us. You know, if you used to dabble in the darkness and and Jesus has already redeemed you, we'd love to hear those stories too. Those are, are inspiring to us. You can send those stories to hopewellcouncil at gmail.com. 
Thank you for, for tuning into Hope for the Hurting, for sharing it with your friends and family who don't know Christ. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor.fm. You can also find current and past episodes at hopewellcouncil.com. If you have questions or maybe a suggestion for a future series, we'd love to hear that. You can send those suggestions to hopewellcouncil at gmail.com. And next week, we're wrapping up the series on So What's the Difference as we look at the rise of a one-world religion. This goes hand-in-hand with what we're talking about tonight. It just packages it differently. So we encourage you to join us as we wrap that up. And then we're going to be taking the summer off as far as our live recordings go, but we're discussing possibly rerunning one of our former series, either um, Know Your Enemy, which would be very, very appropriate right now as we're coming off this series, or The Armor of God. Both are excellent as, as we prepare to deal with the enemy. So I close out with this passage from 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy 4, 1 through 2. Now the spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron.